Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness, brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. Hey, everybody, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout. Mark, you say that every week in the intro, and I say it again. I don't know why, but I do it every time. And, and I, I don't know I, why. And I comment on the fact that I do it every time, so I, I, I still don't know why I do that either. A Next week, it's my goal is to not say that again. I'm going to attempt. I'm going to put myself in the show notes. Don't, Aaron, don't say the same thing you say every time. So I've got Don and Mark with me again tonight. Don, Mark, how are you doing, gentlemen? Total silence. Who goes first? Mark, go first. Arg me, mighties. Today <laughs> we talk like a pirate day. Oh, Jeez. no. Please say no. Okay. So, uh, I, I want to start right off and jump right to the most important thing in the world to everybody, which is money. No, I'm just being sarcastic, kind of. But uh, you may remember, Mark, Don, um, those who have listened to the podcast before, that I am running a marathon March 17th. I believe that's St. Patrick's Day um, in 2013. And I'm attempting to raise $100 per mile. So that'll be $2,620. And I've got a couple people already sponsored me. I've got a couple other people who say they're going to sponsor me. Um, and I'll really take any amount. But... I'm trying to raise 2620 bucks for the American Cancer Society as part of my run. So right off the bat, I want to ask for your money and say the easiest way to do it is actually go to cancer.org, make your donation, and then just send me an email and say, Aaron, I donated, and your name will be on the list. If you go to onemealoneworkout.com, uh, over on the right-hand side, you can see a thing about how to help sponsor me. It has a little more detail about what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, how it's happening. And uh, and you can pick the mile that you want to sponsor if you're sponsoring an entire mile. That would be awesome. So, like I said, I've got a few people that have already sponsored, and I'm looking for some more sponsors. Sponsors. That something sounded very southern. Sponsors. Sponsors. So, Don, I, I want to know why you're wearing a dress. Why? I mean, oh, right yeah. I am. Why will I you forgot. be wearing a dress? Yes. Uh, I've, I'm glad I've been working on my figure here for a while now. Because uh, on my figure... <laughs> Wow. Judicial system. Um, sorry, that's an old Dana Carvey joke. Anyway, yeah, we are having a uh, fundraiser at work for NAMI, the National Alliance Against Mental Illness, because I work for a mental health company. And they have decided as part of this fundraiser, they're going to do a womanless pageant. Wow. So they're putting me in a prom dress. I have refused to shave my beard, and I've been told that's fine. And uh, I'm going to trance around in front of a bunch of people on stage. And I have a lot of friends who have said that they would definitely pay good money to see that. Are you guys familiar with the concept of a powder puff football game? Yes. Indeed. We did that in high school uh, when I was a senior. And I was one of the homecoming queen nominees. <laughs> I came in second. I demanded oh, Brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, I, I went to a womanless wedding one time. Um, this is back when it was politically correct and okay to do that. And basically it was, a it was like a shotgun wedding skit. Uh, and you brought, you know, gifts for the, the, it was like, a, you did a money tree for the, for the couple. And, you know, some guy with the beard played the bride and, and the, the dad came in with the shotgun. It was a big to do. It was in a little church in Mississippi. So yeah, that kind of explains it. But anyway, so Don, that's exciting. We, if, if I'm not able to go, we have to at least have some pictures to share with the listeners. Maybe we'll see. No, I'm, I'll pay for them. I'll, I'll donate oh. for pictures. How's that? Okay. Uh, well, that sounds a little better, I guess. Yeah. Mark, anything uh, of note you'd like to mention before we bring on the guest? 
I already Bring did, out the gas. I did the talk like a pirate, so I'm done. That, that was plenty. Yeah, that was that was that was your contribution for the night. That's what you're saying. I have a news article about Lance Armstrong getting banned from the Chicago Marathon, but I'm not going to read it. You can just Google it and read about it if you're interested. So our guest tonight, I'm very excited about our guest tonight. Uh, I've known this young man since he was about knee high to a grasshopper. I don't know. I don't know how old you, you were when I met you, Josh. Probably eight or nine, maybe 10, 11, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's probably like nine or so, yeah. nine or ten. So we got Joshua Hahn with us. Uh, so Joshua, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you taking a little bit of your busy schedule to hang uh, out yeah, with us. Thanks. And um, Joshua, like I said, I've known him a long time. I watched him grow up, watched him go, um, you know, sprout up, like they always say. And uh, and he was a college football player for a, for a season or two there. Played high school football. You know, one of those big, strong, strapping guys that you always see. And um, and I noticed actually on Facebook over the last couple of, I don't know, a few months that Joshua had started really trimming up a lot. And I noticed a couple of times he threw something in there about paleo. And we like to talk about paleo around here. So we started talking uh, a little bit back and forth, he and I, and um, was real impressed with the results that he was getting. And so I wanted to have him on. But before we get too far down that road, Joshua, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What are you doing? Where are you at right now? Okay. Uh, well, I'm uh, currently a student at uh, Texas A&M University uh, College Station. Uh, I'm in my last my last year, actually, uh, finishing up my biology degree, uh, bachelor, bachelor of Science degree, and I'll be applying to medical schools in May and uh, hopefully getting interviews, you know, sometime in late summer, early fall, and hopefully getting in. <laughs> so well, if you, if, if, you applied, if you were to apply to Mercer, I can give you some free room and board. Oh, That's that'd a, be I'll keep that on the on the list. <laughs> I'll think about I've just used long, probably five or six, but you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's only there's only a few medical schools uh, you know, in Texas, so you got lots of things to choose from, but that's <laughs> right. exciting. Um and it's a it's a long drive, uh, as your as your dad knows, because um, he just drove here yesterday. But anyway, that's a side note. So yeah. tell us a little bit about kind of your fitness journey, you know. Um, sure. yeah. you know, where did you, where did you start putting on some weight? What made you decide to do what you did and kind of where did you start and where are you now? Is kind of how I phrased the question. Sure. Well, um, I guess whenever I was playing football, like you said, uh, I definitely put on the pounds. I played, uh, on the offensive line and really to be competitive, uh, as a D one offensive lineman, you've, you really got to be, you know, 300 plus pounds. I mean, it's it's just kind of the convention. So I was about 330 pounds when I when I wrapped up um, my spring training in, in 2009, and I ended up quitting football. I had a lot of injuries, and I just wasn't in my heart anymore. And so I lost uh, I lost probably 30 pounds just not playing football and not eating the way I had been eating in terms of quantity. Just I, instead of nine meals a day, you know, it went to like maybe. <laughs> maybe five or six meals a day and that pulled off 30 pounds just doing that and and people noticed I mean I lost some weight and I didn't have a whole lot of drive to keep losing weight I didn't understand dieting very well uh and then I guess in May of this year is kind of when I've, I've started reading I started learning about losing weight and different ways to do it and I started reading about the paleo solution which uh, I guess Rob uh, Rob Wolf is one of the one of the big guys which y'all probably know but uh so is, is that uh, that was one of the questions I had for you? So what what resources did you 
start pulling from when you started thinking about doing the paleo thing? Was it Rob Wolf's book or his stuff online or what did you, how'd you educate yourself? I guess I should say. Right. Um, I said, well, I guess my first interest, I was working, uh, I was working in the emergency room. I, I got a job, uh, as a scribe in the emergency room and one of the doctors said, Oh yeah. Uh, have you heard of the paleo diet? I was like, no. And so he goes, yeah, that's what I do. He's a real fit, you know, kind of guy. And he's like, I've been doing that for about a year. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, I went and looked online and there's uh, YouTube videos of Rob Wolf, uh, just discussing the paleo solution. I mean, I didn't get his book. A lot of people that do it get his book, but I found almost all the answers I needed through those YouTube videos and then his website. Um, and there are, there are a ton of other websites about paleo and there's different mm-hmm. forms and derivatives of the paleo diet that some people do, but, but I've mainly stuck with his, with, with his uh, resources. So. so, so when you say, if somebody says, what do you do? And you say the paleo diet and they say, well, what does that mean? What does the, because like you said, there's a hundred different derivatives. I know Mark Sisson does the primal thing, um, right. what he kind of calls his. So what is, what does the paleo mean to you? Are you, are you 80, 20? Are you a hundred percent hardcore? Or do you only eat bark, um, you know, and things that you kill with a rock or, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think, I think what people, what it's, what's best for me, the way I understand it is, you know, paleo is something that you want to try and strive towards but in true paleo the true paleo route is just kind of impossible to achieve and i guess it'd be kind of like looking at maybe a christian faith or something you're not going to be perfect and you just and you have to accept that i mean your, your paleo diet is not going to be perfect but if it's something that you think about and apply to all of your decisions it it makes a huge difference in your diet and and for me it's just been mainly lean meats Fruits, vegetables, nuts, excluding legumes, which are peanuts and cashews, uh, and water. Um, and that's been paleo for me. Uh, now, and, and I go ahead. I was going to say, give me, uh, you know, I'm not going to ask you to, to, to tell me how many ounces of, of what you ate this week or anything like that, but give us a, what have you had to eat today or what did you eat yesterday? Give us a, a typical meal in Joshua Hahn's life right now. I mean, living at college, the world of hot pockets of Mountain Dew—it can't be the easiest thing in the world. No, uh, I have to always eat paleo. Hot pocket. Uh, but yeah, and um, I think for me it, it was kind of hard. Um, today I ate what did I eat? I ate about four eggs with uh, four fried eggs, and I and I don't do the egg whites thing that drives me crazy. With um, <laughs> with a big big handful of spinach. Uh, cooked with a little bit of olive oil and I put that on the eggs and then I ate a handful of almonds. Um, that was breakfast and I had a test today and I didn't really eat lunch at all. I wasn't that hungry anyway. And then I got home and I ate some lunch meat, just, just straight up lunch meat. With Wait, I'm sorry. I, I need to stop you for a minute. I don't understand. You didn't eat because you weren't hungry? I, I didn't know those two things were related. <laughs> That's crazy talk, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I know and and I know that the convention is, you know, eat 30 meals in your day and just make them all really <laughs> tiny. And, and that's just so, I, I understand where they're going and it just doesn't, it doesn't really happen on the paleo diet. And, I'll, and I can, I'm kind of proof that you can lose a lot of weight only eating maybe twice a day. And, and some days I might eat five or six times a day. And it, it, the whole idea is I just kind of listen to what my body's telling me and, 
Um, and you just make the right decisions on, on your foods. And if, if you eat those paleo foods, you know, your, ins, your insulin levels don't spike. And there, there's a lot of biochemistry behind it. But overall, the quality versus quantity is the key, I think. Uh, Have you, uh, are you familiar, Josh, with Lean Gains, the website leangains.com, Martin Birkin? No, I He's kind of so. a contrarian. Uh, you know, he says that you don't need to eat six meals a day to keep your metabolism burning that that sure. things that okay. studies show that it the overall met, 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 metabolic burn across the day is the same if you eat three large meals as opposed to six small meals and they've done studies I, with with uh professional athletes that 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 uh celebrate ramadan and don't eat at all during the day and only eat in the evening and they don't lose any muscle mass and then he also the whole oh, thing wow. of muscle confusion he argues and says muscle confusion is just stupid he's he's done basically like six <laughs> exercises is all he's ever done anyway so sure. he he has as much, um, you know, studies and evidence that say that it doesn't really matter if you, even though it's conventional wisdom that you eat six meals a day as it doesn't. And like you right. said, you're kind of proof that it, and he is too. If you, if, when we get done with the show, Google Mark, Martin Burkham, I think it's B-R-K-H-A-M, or I'll give you the link when we're done. And, sure. and the guy's obviously huge and muscle and ripped and you, he's doing something right. And uh, so right, I think, right. I think you touched on the secret there when you were talking and that is, Listening to your body, eating when you're hungry, eating good foods, you know, um, I think that makes a big difference throughout the day. I find that the better food I eat, the less hungry I am. You That's know, exactly right. Yeah. Sugar just goes, it's gone. You know, it's like sugar just is, if you eat a high sugary food, it's like you didn't even eat it. Right. Oh, and I'm glad you said something about the insulin because, you know, what, what you always hear from the conventional uh, weight loss people like, you know, Michaels and all these different people, uh, the mainstream kind of uh, weight loss folks, you just, they'll tell you uh, if you, the calories in, calories out, you know, you hear that mantra, like it's, it's just the only thing they know. And, and they try and say, well, it's a, th it's a thermodynamic law that, you know, if you don't, if you, if you burn more calories than you eat, you're going to lose weight, which is interesting. And what I, what I like to think of is, um, you know, that's a good point, but it's kind of like saying, why is the stadium full? Like if you had a stadium of people. Because you poured you were, lots of trucks of concrete into it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll say, why is the stadium full? And it's like, well, that's because we let more people in than we let out. And I mean, that's not how you would answer that question. Or would you? You know, so well, the reason that people are in there is there's a reason. that the, Maybe Aerosmith is playing or maybe... <laughs> they don't address the, the reason why there's so many people in there. Right. Um, and the insulin is really the key because uh, when you get when your when your glucose level rises above a certain amount, and I do know this from at least some of the classes I've been taking, <laughs> your your insulin your insulin is going to secrete from your pancreas and any glucose that is not used from a hungry cell it's going to go straight to your liver, liver and get metabolized into triglycerides and then get pushed into, into fat cells and your fat and your adipose tissue. I mean, so you're, you're, you're going to get fatter in other words. And, yeah. um, that's why, that's why it's the paleo is so good because the foods that you eat just don't have that high glucose load. So, right. Yeah. So it isn't, it isn't only cause we, we talked about that before too, you know, cause a lot of the, I say a lot, some of the people that listen to this show were like me and need to lose 150 pounds. And for right. them, cutting from a 6,000-calorie diet to a 2,000-calorie diet will definitely help. Um, you know, we're not talking about trying to, um, to shave a few pounds here. But when you start getting closer to your ideal body weight, um, 
it, it the, the closer you get, the more effect it has, you know, when you have less room to wiggle. And I've, I've seen some stuff online myself. I've done a little research about it, about the exact thing you're talking about where your body will tend to store that energy as fat and then you're hungry again because you don't have the energy to burn. You're not metabolizing fat like they, they talk about on the paleo diet. You know, you're not a fat burning right. machine. You're the, burning the lipolysis. Yeah. 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 So then you, instead of burning the fat and, and burning the fuel that you've eaten, you store it and then you're hungry again. And uh, right. it just kind of becomes a vicious cycle. It does. That's exactly right. I mean, and, and it's, I know, and it's people just, people just are so shocked when you tell them, well, yeah, I don't eat any grains ever, <laughs> you know? Right. And it's, <laughs> And it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around because, you know, they say, well, eat the complex grains like uh, oatmeal and, and really, I just, I, I think there could be good grain, you know, if, if you have a small amount of rice or maybe oatmeal, that's acceptable. But it was so much easier for me just to go, no, I don't eat grains, period. And that's just how it is. And it's just I'm all an all so, or nothing person. And yeah, it's, it's easier for me so to do that. <laughs> right. And. And one thing I hate is counting calories. I didn't count calories a single day that I did paleo. Um, one day I did add up how many calories I was eating just to see. And on a normal day, I'll eat at least two to 3,000 calories, and if some, if not, sometimes more. And it was just proof to me that you know, the calorie load, you know, it, it, it comes into a play at a certain degree, but it's definitely not, not um, as much of a factor as your insulin levels. And insulin sensitivity and resistivity and all that so well i will say this though for our listeners out there joshua is about six six and he's a 22 year old male so if you're a five right, foot right. tall 50 year old female you cannot eat three thousand calories a day, a day even on no, the paleo no, diet sure. and lose weight probably right right <laughs> just just want to say i want to make sure we're clear on that right. and uh and the other side of that joshua is um well before we go on to the next question because i, I want to talk about what you've been doing as far as exercise uh you, sure. you, in a, in a message the other day, you had told me, I said, you know, uh, what change have you actually seen? You gave me some stats as far as like how much weight you'd oh, lost yeah. in body fat percentage. So throw those out there for the, the audience to hear. Absolutely. And the, so, the time um, frame. Sure. On May 15th, I, it was the day after I started paleo and I weighed 299 pounds and I was at about, I estimate like a 34% body fat. I didn't measure it that day. I measured it a week later, but that's the estimation, um, which I which I can't do. Um, so, which I know how to do. But um, anyway, so I was I was plus thirty just to say that. And then by early August, uh, I was around two hundred forty pounds. Uh, I was I was gonna say today I'm two hundred thirty eight pounds and thirteen percent body fat. But I did get down to around two two hundred forty pounds by early August and the past month I've really kind of just uh, not plateaued but I've just kind of stabilized I, I mean my right. body's not I don't need to lose much more fat and I'm, I'm really happy where I'm at um, I'm just working on percentages and composition uh, just just to do that just for fun I mean, I mean it's and I've just kind of created a new lifestyle of eating that keeps me here because if you turn around and just go back to your you know modern diet the American modern diet you're it's just going to turn back around and you go back where you were. I mean, so anyway. Right. Well, so, uh, so doing the math, um, right. you're looking at about 75 days. You lost about 40 pounds, 50 pounds, 60, 60. pounds, 60 pounds in 75 yeah, days. Six. And, um, right. and you continue to eat yeah. the whole time. You didn't starve yourself the whole time. 
right? Oh, absolutely not. You, no, you, ate, was... you, you ate good, solid meals. And so then the other part of it is the exercise. So what do you do for exercise? You must be running like 18 miles a day every day, seven <laughs> days a week, right? That's how you did that miraculous weight loss. Oh, and that's just, yeah. And, and everybody, I, I tell people, they go, man, well, how much are you working out? And I love, I love to just say, oh, once a week, um, <laughs> which <laughs> that's, that's how much I work out. And what's great too, and obviously, I don't know where y'all are, where what y'all think about different uh, work at working out, but I really uh, like try and try to promote um, uh, strength training and weight weight resistance training um, workouts rather than aerobic. And it's kind of a like I do the body by science workout, um, uh-huh. and that's by uh, Doug Gluff. He's actually a physician in Atlanta, which so. Um, um, he wrote this book called Body by Science, and it's just – it's a workout where you do every lift to failure. It's also slow, sl- super slow workout. That's another t- um, kind of type type of the same idea. And you just – you bring your muscle to failure to try and deplete glycogen stores. And I do that once a week. I do five major lifts. I do the same exact lifts once a week. I do right. like a bench press, a leg press, and I even do it on all the nautical, the, like the, the mechanical – uh, machines or whatever this the cable machines i just do it on those and and i uh you just do one set and you just you slowly push up the weight and release the weight until you fail on each on each muscle set and it probably takes 20 to 30 minutes and, and so do you it. do do you do a circuit of those five and then come back around with a lower weight and come back around with a lower weight like that or is it actually no. just one exercise and then you're done you go to the next exercise and you're done right and the idea and it's kind of hard. You have to motivate yourself to failure. I mean, true failure. And the whole idea of the workout is keeping your muscle under a load uh, until you fail. And that entails not, not the conventional, like, you rep out one and you stop, and then you rep out two and you stop. The whole idea is continuation. Like, you, you put, let's say you're going down on your bench press and your elbows are bending and it just about touches your chest and you push back up. And then you get towards locking out on the bench press, and right before you lock out, you just let it go back down. Try and kind con- contain the same speed uh, for the inter- very very slow rate of lifting and and uh, of uh, push and pull, and you do that until you fail. And you know sometimes it could take up to two minutes for me for me. And you want to do light lightweight uh, weight that's going to slowly use your muscle units um, uh, one at a time. And the idea is it engages all types of muscle, uh, the, all the different slow twitch, fast twitch, all the different types. You know, um, it will use all those fibers because your body's going to do that until it fails. And the whole idea is like at failure, this is your body saying, "Okay, I can't do that, so we need to make sure we can do that next time." Uh, and thus. You know, and then you have the adaptation for growth in your muscle, and you know that's kind of the premise of the diet. Or no, the diet. I'm sorry, the the workout routine. So I don't, I don't know if you specifically answered this, or maybe I'm just still being dense about it. Do you mm-hmm. do a single set to failure of each exercise, or do you do a circuit and come back to each exercise more than once? Correct. And so, which uh, one is that? <laughs> I ask you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it A or B? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, uh, it's the first. It's the. Um, it's where you just do one set. You do it one okay. time, and 
and you do it until you can't do it again. And what the, what Doug Gluff likes the way he likes to put it is he says if you press the ele- if you push the button on an elevator to go to the top floor, um, you're going to go up to the top floor. And he said, and he said if you just kept pressing that button, if you keep pressing that top floor button, the elevator is going to go at the same rate and it's going to go all the way up to the top floor. And he cl- he says that doing multiple multiple sets. Is just pressing that elevator button over and over. It's not going to hurt you, uh, and it's not really going to help either. He, it's just kind of his. Yeah. And obviously, they've done a lot of different clinical trial—not clinical trial, but uh, case studies—with um, with all these all these different kinds of. Uh, I, I didn't just do it out of like, oh, that, that sounds right. I, they had a lot of uh, experiments that they did with people, right? And he found that there was no benefit, and actually, um, people that did multiple sets tore down their muscles even worse and and they were actually not able to perform as well the next week uh as opposed to the subjects that just just did one set for each muscle group you so, know it's funny mark and martin burkham the guy i was mentioning earlier he's got some you know similar philosophy to that um he, there's a picture of one of his clients standing there uh who looks like you know marky mark you know you know rip right, huge right. bicep. he's doing a you know a bicep, you know, like a double bicep pose and he's like Tony doesn't do any curls. Do you think he should add them to his regimen? <laughs> right, sure. you know, but he does. He does. Uh, you know, forty chin-ups with a forty-five pound weight around his waist. You know, that, so the whole right. conventional thing of you have to do all these different exercises. That even the muscle confusion that Tony Horton of P ninety X is so big in. Right. Uh, the only thing I think the muscle the thing that, that that's beneficial about that is it might keep you from getting bored maybe. Um, sure. But yeah, yeah, Martin Burkham just does four or five exercises. He does deadlift. He does squat. He does bench. He does curl, I mean, uh, curls, chin-ups, and uh, clean and jerk, and I think that's it. Well, I think yeah, that's all yeah. he does. And those are, yeah, those are definitely the kind of the Olympic lifts, the the overall strength lifts, and those yeah. are kind of multi-muscle group war, uh, lifts, which which are which are so so good. Those are my those are so cool to me because I mean they do work every every kind of right. all you know multiple muscle groups. So yeah, um, Mark Sisson, yeah. um, the from Mark's Daily Apple, you know one of the the primal guy, the paleo. Yeah, 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 Daily, yeah. He uh he talks about he said pick up heavy things. That's what he says. You know for exercise, right. pick up heavy things and put them down, and every sure. and once a week run some sprints. That's yeah, that's what that's his uh that's his uh workout regimen. So yeah, and definitely the. The you know the 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 hit training you know the hit that's yeah that's uh, that's kind of that. along yeah that's kind of along the same lines uh, and, and it I requires the like, same level of commitment to get something out of that you really have to oh absolutely go as hard as you can during the 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 go phase you can't just kind of sprint right. you have to go as hard as you can uh, right. I know I've scared people on the elliptical at the at the gym before doing. <laughs> they're like, "This guy is about to take off," because <laughs> I will literally go as fast as I can on it, you know, and as fast as I can without breaking my leg. And uh, and it's it's it takes that kind of effort, and I, I really feel like I get something out of it when I do it. So I'm, I'm interested in this uh, this guy you're talking about, and I need to get his name from you and get maybe a couple of links. We'll put it in the show notes so other people can kind of do some research on it themselves, and educate themselves on it. Yeah, I actually uh, I read his book. Um, it's uh, Doug McGuff, and it's the Body by Science Workout. And his book's awesome. He discusses uh, the whole theory behind glycogen restoration, and and he has all these all the case studies. It is very um, sciencey, uh, which appeals to me. I like science. Yeah, it's and he doesn't he doesn't really cut corners. He 
he uh I really liked it. I was really impressed and I thought I'd give it a shot and it really worked. So Don, did you have a question? Or were you I just, just showing me say, Science <laughs> <laughs> I knew you had to say it. You had to say it. It's okay though. <laughs> science. So uh uh, Josh, what else? What else um, do you want to say to to our listeners out there about about fitness in general? Now, let me back up before I ask you that question because that's an open ended question. I have a, I have a specific question before I give you the open ended one. Now, sure. when you were working out, um, eating your seven or eight thousand calories a day, and you know nine meals a day, being force fit at the at the college cafeteria, right. um, you know, bulk up, bulk up. You know, when you were bench pressing a significant amount of weight when you were doing that, wasn't it? Uh, Several hundred pounds was your bench? Yeah, I mean, I got uh, over, you know, 430 pounds, uh, somewhere in that range. So now do but, you uh, feel, I'm, I'm assuming you're not working out the same way, obviously, because you're telling me, do you feel as strong? Do you feel like you're getting up to those? Do you feel like, because you said you're talking about you tear the muscle down and your adaptation right. phase and all that. Do you feel like you're still getting stronger? Or is it simply something that you're doing that ends up being kind of a more calorie burning, metabolic stirring, uh, right, right thing. I, I think, um, like, like anything, I got good at doing bench press and specifically Olympic style lifting and powerlifting style. I mean, right. It's just a different style because it I can go a down. Skill as much as anything. Right, and it's something that you kind of progress i mean if i tried to do for you know that much weight there's no way i could do it at this time and i don't think it's i don't think it's attributed to the fact that i'm not working out as hard or that i'm not it's just i'm not doing that specifically it's something that you know i developed over months and and just hours of coaches telling me very specific things like you know you need to put your wrists like to elevate you know move your wrists just a little bit you know your your legs are just a little bit too and they have all these coaching right. techniques to get the weight up what's really and, funny um, is that you know how much does it really benefit you to be able to bench press 10 more pounds by turning your wrist at an extra one degree angle right whenever and, you really need the explosive power and all those kind of things that oh absolutely overall fitness right and yeah and i and that's like our coaches always said you know you can you can bench press the weight room and not be a good football player. And right. and that's just that's very true because, you know, athleticism and, you know, fitness and all these things, this is all kind of a complete picture. It's, it's a, there's whole, there's a lot more aspects to it than just your bench press number. I mean, so, so anyway. Okay. Again, before I go to the open-ended question, um, sure. a couple of more specific ones. What is your favorite paleo meal? What's your go-to thing? If you're For, at home. Lunch, uh, okay, it's so like breakfast or dinner? Yes. Wait. I did both? it back to you. See how I did that? <laughs> yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> give us breakfast first, then give us dinner. Sit around. Okay, dinner. Okay, for breakfast, uh, honestly, it's my favorite is that one I said today, like the eggs with the spinach. Yep. Um, Cheryl makes that, and she she puts some sausage in it, too. Oh, like yeah. Some, well, like yeah, ground, uh, like homemade good. pork sausage. Mixes it in there, makes it a little bit savory. It's really good. Anyway, go ahead. Yummy. Well, yeah, that uh, with the almonds. And then if I had to add something, I'd add a banana just because I love bananas. Um, Me too. They're the perfect hand fruit because they're they're packaged and ready to go. They really are. I think <laughs> I label some foods as superfoods, and that's a superfood in my book. And uh, so is avocado, and so is almonds. Uh-huh. And those are my those are my superfoods that I just – always a go-to if I'm just hungry or I'll just eat those. Um, 
And then I guess for dinner, uh, I it's kind of a toss up. I I really like just kind of pork loin, any kind of pork loin, uh, roasted in the oven, and I just throw a bunch of vegetables in it, like around the pork, and put some right. water in it, and just and just cook it, and then I eat everything in the in the in the pot. <laughs> I mean, a, a male college student is actually cooking at his house. Do you live in a house or a dorm, Josh, or an apartment? Where do you live? It's it's a townhome. Uh, so yeah, it's really it's a it's like a house. It really feels right. like a house. And and yeah, I know my my roommates and even their girlfriends are just like, oh my goodness, you cook, you know, and you're, and they're actually kind of impressed. But that's funny. Uh, All right, so but, it, yeah. now um, I'm assuming that every once in a while you eat out. Now yeah. where oh, where's absolutely. a where's a place that you go to eat out that you're like I can eat paleo here and it's no problem. Here's a here's a good place to go and there's something they have on the menu that's good paleo. Well, I I don't know if it'd be easier to say because honestly, more restaurants than you'd think are able to give you a paleo meal. Uh, well, at least I found. I don't know if what you know, I've right. but at least I found that. Well, give us a couple of examples. Well, okay, so. Even going to, uh, even going to like Waterburger, like uh-huh. I had to do that because when I was working overnight shifts, our my doc would say, "Hey, go get us some Waterburger." And so when I went there, I would look at everything and I'd say, "I'm gonna get the breakfast meal with no no bread and no hash browns. I just want the I want bacon, sausage, and eggs, and then I want a side of sliced apples with water." And I mean, right. also that's about as paleo as it gets. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, and uh, I would eat that. It satisfied me. And if, or I would get a salad, and I'd say no croutons. And I know salad dressing. I mean, you have to. You're walking the line, Josh. Walking the line, salad dressing. (laughs) With a salad dressing, I try and pick a salad dressing with the least amount of sugar. And that—that's if I'm gonna break paleo, you just really need to think sugar, especially from a health standpoint. and go for the high, like maybe an Italian. Uh, right, more habit, fat, less sugar. You know. Right, exactly. And yeah. and I try and go for those kind of dressings and go lighter. I mean, just 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 think about it. I mean, or not. I mean, it's, 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 you can break you can break paleo and, and, and survive. I mean, right. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I can't get out the door. I ate a hamburger. <laughs> Sorry, right, it doesn't happen that quite that bad. Right, and one thing I, I like to tell people too is like in the midst of paleo, I was probably five or six weeks into paleo, and at this point, my body is just with a rapid ch- with that change of diet, it's just ripping weight off of me uh, in a good way. My body fat percentage is just dropping, and um, I went to a Rangers baseball game, and I don't do that very often, and they have this thing called the Darvis dog, and it's huge. I mean, it's like it's humongous. I mean, it's like three feet, and they put cheese and like and bread and all kinds of things. And I was like, my roommate said, you want to split one? I was like, yeah, sure. And so I ate like half of it with him. And, you know, I just said, yeah, I'm going to break paleo right now at this moment. And that's it. So, and, and I still lost weight. I mean, I lost probably three pounds that day to the next day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's because that hot dog went right on through you, Josh. That's exactly. That's right. (laughs) Now I do notice if I ever do eat bread and it's rare, uh, I'll get, my my stomach doesn't agree with it, and uh, I'll cramp a lot, and then it will get through. It will go through me real quickly. I mean, I won't go into too much detail, but That's the right you know, your body does adapt, and your liver your liver is secreting all these enzymes like lipase and amylase that are, and when you just stop eating those high high sugar 
kind of foods, your liver is going to secrete different enzymes, you know, and it's kind of cool how it all works, but uh, you're not secreting the enzymes to handle heavy amounts of, of bread. And um, after you've been on the paleo for a while, and you'll notice it when you eat bread. So anyway, so you, you just kind of, I don't get tempted to eat bread because it doesn't, I don't like, I mean, it just makes me feel bad. So I don't anymore. So I don't know. So, here, so here's the open-ended question then. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to share with our listeners? Anything in particular or in general about weight loss, fitness, eating, dieting? Sure. Um, well, I guess to, for like to starters, I mean, I, paleo worked for me. It worked for me. Uh, this is one story about paleo and obviously you can go online and find a failure, uh, story about paleo. I'm sure you can. And you can find an article that says paleo is the worst thing that you could ever do. And I think that what it comes down to is, is it working for you? And is it something you like? Is it something that you can see yourself doing for a long-term, on a long-term basis? And um, it worked for me. And I mean, that's kind of my story and it's my experience. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that it's going to work for you the same way it did for me. I'm not a, pro, I'm not a promoter of paleo. I don't make any money to talk about paleo. I just, I know what, what worked for me. And uh, I think everyone's different. And, that needs to be appreciated and when you're when you're select when you're deciding which route to go with with your diet um so the nice thing about paleo and one of the reasons that because we don't recommend many diets on the show um, sure oh, yeah, is, is that i recommend i have i feel fairly confident recommending it is because i'm basically telling people eat healthy foods absolutely you know, yeah. I mean? <laughs> you know i'm not telling them to take a pill i'm not telling them to, to drink a shake i'm not telling them to do anything crazy i'm not telling them to fast eight days oh, and then drink right. uh, you know i have a grapefruit juice couple of grapefruit juice and eat three almonds and fast four more days. I guarantee you lose six inches or you're running back. I'm not doing anything like that. It's just it's it's general healthy food is what we're encouraging people to eat. So that's that's great. So I, I, I have a notes here. For you before oh, you go ahead, uh, Mark. Sorry. Uh, you 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 said something that, uh, that maybe you're you're in college. I'm guessing you're twenty twenty one. Twenty two. Twenty two. Yes, okay. So you're twenty two years old. Do you plan to eat this way for the next seventy years of your life? Is this a the you're a paleo guy from now on? I absolutely believe I could do that easily, uh, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. It's become a lifestyle, and it wasn't, and it's not something that I dread, and it's not something that I dislike. In fact, I really enjoy eating paleolithic, and until. You know, if if something comes down the road where you know, oh, paleo turns out it's the worst thing that you could do for your for whatever. You know, if, right. if something like that happens, then I'll adjust accordingly. But for now, for the short, for even the long term future, I see myself eating this way and and try to apply it to all my decisions and and eating in general. So, anyway, Don, do you have any questions? Uh, well, I wish I did. We've we've done paleo quite a bit, so yes. um. You, you know, don't like have any said, there's, there's a lot of different flavors, and it's right. always interesting to hear Absolutely. what folks have to say about what works for them. That's always the well, part. The thing that this has encouraged me on is, to, because we've been doing paleo for a couple of months, three, two or three months now, but okay. I, I really have, instead of doing 80-20, which is kind of my goal, I've been doing more like 60-40, uh, which oh, then you sure. don't really get the benefit of the, I think, of the, the real body chemistry changes. So uh, while I've eaten good food and healthy food, um, I haven't been doing it as aggressively as I think I have to really swing my body chemistry the way I'd like to. So I'm gonna I'm gonna step it up a notch or two. Um, the yeah. last thing I have in the 
the the notes here is a funny story is what it says. That's literally what it says. Number five, a funny story. <laughs> this one's Aaron's. Uh, and Mark's heard this story before. I think Don has too. So I'm going to tell a funny story on you, Josh. I don't know if you even remember it. It was 10 years ago or so. Okay. Um, the movie... The movie Unbreakable had just come out on oh, DVD. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, this is—I'm sorry. I'm, this is probably embarrassing, but it's, it's such a funny story. No, is this a spoiler? If you yeah, haven't he said, seen this movie, and, then, and he said, stop? "Hey, Aaron, have you seen Unbreakable yet?" This is Joshua talking. He was 12 at the time, and I said, "No, I'm, but don't tell me because I'm going to rent it on DVD tonight <laughs> and watch it." And he said, "Okay, I won't tell you anything about it, but you know the guy at the beginning who seems like a nice guy—he's the villain." <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of a, a running joke in my life, Josh. Is anytime somebody's going to tell me a spoiler, I'll say, "Is the guy at the beginning? He's a nice guy. Is he the villain?" You know, that's kind of a running joke. So I thought it was funny. I still think it's funny. Um, uh, and you know, I love you, and I know you. I, I think you. Uh, I think you're a, a funny guy in general. And so I think I thought you'd appreciate the story. I didn't know if you'd even remember that. Do you remember that happening? Oh, absolutely. I just okay. Apparently, I didn't. I didn't feel like that was. You you were twelve. <laughs> is what it was. I, what, that's yeah, what it I was. Just, you were twelve years old. <laughs> oh, that's not a big deal. Just know the know the yeah. main plot of the story. So. I'm not going to tell you all the details about what happens. Yeah. You know, about just the, the twist plot. that happens in the last yeah. 45 seconds. Well, that's you were honest. excited to share yeah. it with me because you knew I like superheroes and you knew I I would like that movie. So you were just you wanted to share that with me. You thought it'd be cool, yeah. and it was. Well, yeah. it actually, got <laughs> that movie means more to me because of that than if I had just gone and seen it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. Unbreakable has a special place in my heart now because of that that whole conversation. <laughs> right. Well, well, Josh, I, I really appreciate uh, you being on the show. And once you get your MD, your your PhD, your DO, and any other letters after your name, and you want to okay. come on and and talk about your new paleo plan that um, and your your twenty four hour paleo channel on the Discovery Channel <laughs> and all that, let right. me know, and we'll have you on okay. again for sure. But uh, sure, I appreciate your story, yeah. and that you know it, it was. When I saw the pictures of you, it was obvious you 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 had really leaned up, and I and I knew you were, had been doing something, and I doubted, right. I didn't think you had started doing crack cocaine, and so um, which you know was another way to lose a lot of weight. <laughs> no, and so I uh, Not this was real curious, no, and I uh, I was happy to hear it was paleo. So appreciate you being on. Yes, sir. I enjoyed Thank it. You Thank much. you for the invitation. That was Joshua Hahn, great guy. Obviously, uh. He's he's no stump in the in the mental area. Smart guy, and um, I'd go to him as a doctor once he's done. Of course, not right now. I wouldn't want him cutting on me now since he's still a pre med, you know. But if he's a doctor, I'd go to him. And uh, obviously, some great uh, some great um, results from doing that paleo thing. So I'm really excited for him. He um <clears throat> he uh, seems to have taken a pretty simple approach to it. He just eats. Meats and vegetables and fruit and nuts and works out once a week. Nothing yeah, super complicated. Don't, don't eat refined sugar. That that's yeah. really what I heard him say. Don't eat refined sugar. Yeah, that's what it is. And and you know you, you those those that's the thing about those grains is they all even the even the um even the super grains like the quinoa and things like that they still the the glycemic index on those things I think is what it's called is is still pretty high. So anyway, what well, we're going to jump over via the power of the internet. To Elizabeth Connect to have our tip this week, courtesy of CaveMomChronicles.com. And I'm just betting that anything she has to do is paleo as well. All right, Elizabeth Connect from Cave Mom Chronicles. I've suddenly become a robot, but that's okay <laughs> because she's not a robot. She's a human that knows how to cook really good. And she's here to tell us about cooking really good. Welcome, Elizabeth. What are we talking about Thank this you. week? Tonight, we're talking about eyeballing things. 
if you're a, if like, you're when a they, like when your mom gives you the evil eye when you're when you when you got your good shoes on the carpet that kind of thing not no stink eye there's no stink eye involved okay. it's more if you're okay, a cook good. like myself that uh that cooks just by eyeballing things you don't really measure out you say oh that looks like a teaspoon oh that's a quarter cup you really want to um to go back to measuring and weighing out everything both your ingredients and your actual meals for about a week or so and you'll really be surprised because it's so easy for your mind to accept what may be like slightly more than a teaspoon or it may be a little bit more than a half of a cup of whatever you're adding and over time these minor adjustments adjustments kind of become a new standard your eyes just adjust to it and oh yeah that looks about right or it'll be close enough and your palate ends up adjusting too. So when you taste something, you could be over seasoning or using too much sugar or too much oil and you don't even realize it. So then you're adding other ingredients to compensate. Oh, it's too salty. I need to add a little of this. So you keep adding and adding and all of that adds up all of those calories from your sugars and your honeys and your oils mm-hmm. and everything. So whether you're counting carbs or your fats or your calories or even just watching that sodium level, um, you really want to make sure that you're not inadvertently overdoing it. So by going back and measuring out everything, which is very tedious and it's frustrating at times, but you really do become surprised by, oh, that's what a teaspoon is, or oh, that's a half a cup. Oops. So uh-huh. um, go back and measure everything and uh, make sure you're, you're uh, keeping your recipes in check and walking the straight and narrow there with your, uh, with your counts. Awesome. And, and that's that a fantastic tip. But I will say this, for those that don't cook a lot, like myself, or I just kind of cook every once in a while, my estimation of what a quarter cup re- is is so far from reality that it isn't <laughs> even in the same ballpark. You know, nuts are a great, uh, a great snack, a great, di- you know, part of a meal or a great I- thing to add to a dish. I, um, I was getting, I had some almonds and I was going to portion them to a single serving based upon the, you know, what it said on the bag so that I would, would I knew that if I didn't, I would eat with too many of them at work. So I, I portioned them by quarter cup and it is like, that's a quarter cup. I mean, <laughs> you get like, like a seven. little bit in the bottom of my. I would eat. I would eat easily. You know, three quarters of a cup, thinking it was a quarter cup before. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, great tip. Thank you for reminding me because I I'm out of my portion of nuts and I've been eating them like crazy again. Not really. I I, I would have. I would have if I had a, but I didn't. So I didn't. All right. So it's not rocket surgery, people. Just measure the stuff and do what it tells you. Thanks, Elizabeth. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. All right. Man, that was fast. Incredibly fast tip from Elizabeth Connect. So uh, next week, we're going to have Gretchen Agins back. Gretchen is a master motivator, and that's what she's going to do. She's going to motivate you next week. So if you're like, I'm feeling a little sluggish with my my eating and my exercising, get online, uh, come listen live, download the podcast, and be motivated by Gretchen because she will do it. She'll talk you into exercising, even if you decided you don't want to. Before you leave, you go like, you're right. I should be exercising. That's what you're going to say. So, Don, Mark, anything you want to throw in there? Arg. Ending the way we began. <laughs> With a pirate arg. Don, you've been awfully quiet tonight. Arg. <laughs> I can Remember. always count on my wingman. Before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your healthcare provider and count your booty. That was sort of an Irish-Scottish pirate there. I'm not sure what that was about. <laughs> it was. It was an Irish-Scottish pirate. Yeah, well, you know how good my Italian accent on that one. <laughs> when we do my Italian accent, I'm not afraid to. The first week I would not get born.
casualty.